are. We really are. So I feel like because if you if you try to break through that, then it's just rape. So it's just like so women are kind of like the gatekeeper of like the sexuality in the relationship, which that is true. Which which you know is the friend zone and stuff like that. I um, concur. I'm just trying to imagine a guy. I mean, I know guys say like we just friends. This is just church. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like I don't think I don't know if that's friendship. You still call that friendship for real? I, I think is that just mm. friends with benefits? Or is that we try to categorize that? No, not? is that like to me friends with benefits is not friends. That's friends with benefits. That's a little different. Okay. So are you? Because because I know I know when I say hey we just friends. Mm-hmm. You my girl too. I might call you and talk to you. Hey girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah like, yeah yeah. You my buddy. Yeah. Wow. The friend zone is definitely a little more vicious on the side of the women than it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you, Yo, yeah, you, you women, can't put in that friend zone. Women be treacherous though. They be oh, yeah. low key treacherous. Uh, you know what I mean? What? They, yeah. Because like, like, yeah. you were correct. You you were like, yeah, girl. I'm like, did she just call me? A woman like, can you, a woman can bat her like, eyes. I'd be like, hey, girlfriend, and they'd be like, okay, I I see you. Mm-hmm. But they say, okay, what's up? A woman can a woman can bat her eyes and make a man feel like he's the only one. Mm-hmm. But a man can try all he wants. All he wants. But his woman knows. He out there swinging that meat. Anyway, go ahead, Grandpa. Why y'all gotta do that? But go ahead. Um, I'm just saying. Why y'all gotta do that? Like, that that has to do with uh, trauma bonding and unhealed stuff. Oh, we we definitely gonna get into that. that. Oh, we're gonna get into that. I, I would say that I think that is a very true statement. I don't think it's a a positive statement. I do think it's kind of true, though, because... But I don't know if... But my thing is this, is like, when has a guy said he's friends with a woman, and she's agreed to that, and then he said, I want to smash, and she said, I want to smash, and it didn't go anywhere further than that. Thank you. Like, where in the history of niggadom did a guy say, we are friends, and she said, we are friends, and he was like, you know something, I'm with sex today, and she's like, I'll agree to that. And they went back to friendship. And the man said, I wanted sex. Not the other way around. Look, if he wants to say something, go ahead. I, 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 I can't think of a time in niggas where it happened. Because if, if both agree to friendship and the woman says, all right, now for this moment, I yes. want to change it sexual, yes. the guy's like, oh, shit, okay, yes. cool. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm just going to ride with this wave. You know, unless he's in a relationship, and it, I think that goes to but, tough down. But let's not front like niggas don't catch feelings though. Th- that's oh, exactly yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah, you gonna if you if you especially if you tapping something on a regular or even mm-hmm. if you tap something that looked good one time, you are gonna catch feelings. Yeah. Like it's in our nature to want a beautiful woman. Like, mm-hmm. and especially if you are if you got the draws, then you know what I mean. Especially because I'm thinking yeah. of, like, let's say, okay, because we can't say it doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say there's two folks, man and woman, mm-hmm. who get together, and, and the woman's really like, say he initiates it, and she's like, all right, bet. And they really, she really sticks to it. I yeah. feel like he's going to be like, hold up, you're not even going to trip out, you're not going to scream, you're not going right, to be like, I ain't right. changed my mind. Like, yeah, fellas got any feelings, for sure. I, I would be skeptical of that the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, very yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Not after a while. After you, 
Hmm. No, everyone dips their toe in crazy, and either you get into the pool of crazy, or you say this is not my temperature. I had heard some things about I'm crazy. The fellas liking the crazy, and, and, and the science behind why that is, I have heard. Uh, we're gonna talk about that in our segment because I, 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 someone write that down because I think that's a part of the trauma as well. All right, let's go to our next point. Okay. So on our next segment of you is gay. Alright, so every day on the internet, every week, every month, someone says something new is gay for men. On this segment of You Is Gay, this is going for our Valentine's Day. So, you know, the usual Valentine's Day, a man will buy some flowers, some candy, some good stuff for the woman, and then it's traditional that her gift back is sex. So now what's been happening the past few years, gentlemen have been asking, where's my gift? And then, again, saw this roll up on the Internet. So if a man asks for a gift on Valentine's Day, he is gay. So, panel, what do you think about that? Chew or choke on that. If a man asks for a gift on Valentine's Day, he is gay. And and not and not and not sex like an actual gift. Oh, like an actual actual gift. gift yeah. Okay. So, because you know the, the, the statement in the past couple of years has been like, you know, vagina ain't gift on Valentine's Day. I want my gift as well. Yo, I've been with my wife for since 2007. We've been married for 10 years, going on 11. So we've been together what? 13 years. Going on 14 years. What can she bring me that I that she hasn't already done? Yes, she's already done that. And nine times out of ten, I already got what I desired anyway. So, not really, I'm not really a holiday type dude anyway. I'm going to make sure my woman gets the flowers and all that because I'm not going to let her walk around and feel some type of way because other women are getting that. But, um, and, but I don't need a Valentine's Day to give my woman flowers. I, I send her flowers whenever I feel like it. Just saying. So I don't. To me, Valentine's Day is a, is when the mob started to massacre the police. That's my ring of it. So yeah. Do I think someone is gay because they want a uh, gift on Valentine's Day and they're male? I would have to <laughs> say you got some tendencies that need to be worked with on. I'll just leave it at that. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go ahead and choke on this one. Um, I don't like to be told, like, you got to get me a gift. But I, I can't think a man is gay because he wants a gift on Valentine's Day. I think he's weak? I will say he's soft. I will say that he has some things that I might not find desirable, but... Or a little bit too long with his mother's breast? I mean, you, I don't... I, <laughs> you, <laughs> I hope that's not my guy, but, you know... Yeah. To each his own. Um, I don't... I, I won't go as far as call him gay. Like, that's not my go-to. Like, he must be gay. No. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... Yeah, I think the go- whole gay part's a little far. Um, but I do think it's some real suspect things up. And I think it depends how you ask it because now if like new Jay's dropped and you're like, yo, baby, you know, she's like, oh, I want to get you new Jordans and it has to be on Valentine's Day and that is a gift, all right, cool, if yeah. that's your thing. But if he's like, 
um, you know, he gave her flowers and she's like, thank you. And he's like, Yo, where's my flowers? Yeah, if, he, if he's there like, where's go. my flowers? Then I'm like, all right. Hold on, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit the, where's my flowers? <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, yeah. crackle a piss up like that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so I next say, all right, so actually, we're gonna go to our last topic of the evening. Okay. okay. And this one, hold on, this one's gonna be, whew. I didn't even put this in the chat. I was like, look, I'm coming straight out of left field with this joint right Okay, here. okay. This joint right here. All right, y'all. So Tennessee lawmakers are due to introduce a bill to allow fathers to veto abortions. The measure would allow a man who gets a woman pregnant to request an injunction barring her from obtaining an abortion. Chew or choke? And just remember, this is in Tennessee, because you know, I'll let you let you know what part of the country this is. This is Tennessee lawmakers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, political. All right, so Told you. I'm yeah. Uh, huh, yeah, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two because um, the man is a, is a parent too. You know, the man is the man also lay down too, and so I'm I'm. Okay, um, I'm, I'm not picking a political side, you know, pro-life, you know, pro-choice, like, this is not that. I just think that, I think that if both parents lay down to make this child, I do think that there should be, um, there should be more than one option. There should be more than one option. So I'm going to say two. Controversial. I would have to agree. I would say that the man should have a voice in the child, whether they live and how they live. I think that should be an opportunity given to the man. Mm-hmm. I will say that if the man is choosing for the child to stay alive, then he must also choose to take responsibility 100%. back for that child. 100%. Because the only reason why I'm sorry. The propaganda that is given for the reason why abortion exists is because niggas don't take care of their children. I disagree with that propaganda because all my black homies all take care of their kids. And nine times out of ten, my black homies are single fathers who have custody of their children in the state of Maryland, and that is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree. I agree. Oh. Okay, thank you, Okay, Chris. who is her? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. Woo-woo. Oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go. Already. Her second episode, is she already? Hey, let me know if people sliding in the DMs already. You know what I mean? Goodness gracious. I will definitely chew on that as well. I think that, um, yeah, like I agree. I think there should be opportunity for the man to have, if he wants to be involved. Now I do think, and someone brought up a question earlier was now what is the status of the relationship between them? Now, if it's like a jump off, like it was a smash and dash, I think he can still have a point, but like okay. a point to like now, if you are married, 
or if you're in like a long-term relationship, then I definitely agree that the man should say, hey, like, let's sit down and talk about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. Um, you know, before any different, like, major decisions are made. Or or if the injunction is, instead of just it preventing it, you all go to therapy or something like that. Right. And then assess it and right. then figure out your decision. Right, right, got, right, right. There should be some kind of decision-making. Right. Like, so that's it, y'all. That's your choke. Wow. Trying to do virtual shoulder slap. Wow. Yeah, so that was a thing on season one of Chew on that uh, show was when someone said something powerful or dynamic, mm-hmm. we would slap the shoulder mm-hmm. and take a drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I can't slap your shoulder because you're a female and I'm heavy-handed. So I'm the kapow, then, you know. You'd be you. numb for a day or two. You know, so. <laughs> Probably not cool to reach across the table at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I was going to say, like, yeah, you know, don't, yeah, 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 don't yeah. hit a woman, but then also let's not break all this stuff we got on the table right. trying to slap, show the slap. I want to introduce the topic for tonight's show. Mm, and, it's a, and it's about to get heavy. Mm. <sighs> Help. I still have unhealed trauma. Mm. A in-depth look at the trauma that we still hold on to and present in our relationships and pose them as standards. Mm. Wow. If you want to chime into this hot Topic the number of dollars five one six five three one nine eight two eight five one six five three one nine eight two eight. You can call in to the show and voice your opinion. Um, but I have something that I want to start off with. Gotcha. Question that's going to bring along a discussion. Have you ever sat down and examined if you still carry wounds and bring them into your new relationship? Fantastic, then IA. Talk to me. Have you actually just sat down and thought about it and examined yourself and be like, you know what, I got some wounds that I've carried into this relationship? Uh, yeah, um, definitely, because I think that's the one thing that they don't tell you in uh, premarital counseling is that uh, marriage is going to flush a lot of that shit out. Quick. Um, <laughs> quick. Like, yeah, quick, yeah, quick. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was year one, and I'm sitting here like, yo, yo, I got I to gotta, I gotta take a step back. Yeah. I got to examine myself. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, and there's, it was just things that I didn't even know were, were there. Okay. It's just like an event or something happening, and I'm just reacting to it. And I'm like, whoa, that that's not normally me. Yeah. Yeah. And but things change from dating to marriage and y'all living together and trying to do all these things and merging accounts and trying to, you know, figure out the life and then you start you, these little triggers that maybe are there's certain elements that are not around to trigger you in a way. Yeah. But it's different when you become in a like more intimate relationship and living together. Uh, oh yeah, there's definitely things. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely things. Mm. I talk to us. Um, the question was, I want to make sure I answer this correctly. The question was, have you ever sat down and examined yourself to see if you still carry wounds into a new relationship? I want to say I lead with that. 
I, I lead with that. That's actually something where I probably. Well, we, we need a new shoulder slap because you're, yeah, this, you already this, got two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost. I did that. I did that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we got like, like a little mannequin here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I start with that because I'm so determined to kill, destroy, cease the general, cur- the generational curses. Um, I've envisioned a life of blissfulness, and I, I literally am like, what can I do now to help make that vision come to fruition? Okay. So okay. For me. I start with that. I start when I start to say certain things. When I when I move a certain way, I'm like, where's that coming from? Right, right. So is there like what I've found out through through just studying like different um, colleges, different relationship experts who've done surveys, one on ones with people, counseling, things like that, is that they've come to the realization that a lot of things that people hold in high respect in a relationship was trauma based. Mm-hmm. Um, loyalty mm-hmm. is trauma based. Mm-hmm. Respect is trauma based. Mm-hmm. I want to throw something controversial in. All trauma based things aren't necessarily bad. So, on this show, we don't speak in absolutes. We speak in general. Mm-hmm. So, it's some, but not all. We call it some banal. Mm-hmm. So, when we're speaking, it's some banal. It might be some of y'all niggas, but we ain't saying it's all of y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever realized that you were the one who has the most baggage in a relationship? You was the toxic person. We we live in a society today where it's almost in a sense like anytime there's a disagreement or an argument or something doesn't go your way, we automatically view the other person as negative, toxic, or not wanting to check themselves. Is that a deflection for us to realize that maybe we're the toxic ones? Talk to me, guest co-host. Sorry. Uh, absolutely. I think it's much easier to take the, the shine off of yourself. It's much easier not to actually have to face yourself. That's like going through the trauma twice. Mm-hmm. Um, a wow. lot of people can't, wow. a lot yeah. of people can't do that. It really does take the winners. Yeah. I'm going to call them the winners. Yeah. It is, it's most definitely, it, it takes a choice, it takes a decision, and it takes deliberate intentional action to face yourself and be like, I am going to be better than yesterday. The okay. first step is to face yourself and be honest. Wow. And yeah. so, yeah, there is a lot of finger pointing, um, and that's so much easier than being like, hmm, I'm one half of this. Yeah. Wow. You know? Wow. Um, when you recognize that you're the one with the baggage, now, I'm going to say that for later because I want to talk about the, the, that later. Mm-hmm. Grantastic, talk to me. Yeah, I think one of the most difficult things for people to accept is that there you are not perfect, that you can have a you know, quote-unquote badness in you. Even and it's like, and I think what we have in certain social atmospheres, so like our religious atmosphere, like our jobs, our businesses, so it's like, 
we can we try to hide like some of our negative parts with these these attributes, right? Okay. So, like if I go to church every Sunday, then clearly I'm not a bad person. You know, like I got a degree. Clearly I'm not a bad person, right? People try to rely on these things so that they can mask this, these negative sides of them. And to which we all have that. Um, wow. We all have trauma, baggage, something like that. Yeah. Like, they're called aces. So we all have that. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what Brittany just said. It's not you, but anyways, but I do think, and I think that like you were saying, it's just really trying to come to terms with your 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 bad side. Yeah. Wow. Like. Wow. And because even like remember when Rihanna came out and like she had the little wholesome little girl look, you know, it was SOS, come save me, and then you hit that good girl gone bad, and then people was like, oh, you know, it must be the devil and all this stuff, blah right. blah blah. It's just like now actually I, I think everyone has that. Everyone that everyone has good and evil. I know people don't want to think about oh my knee. Yeah. 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 You too. You yeah. too. This is you. Yeah. You feel attacked? It's about you. Yeah. And yeah. and people don't want to accept that which then, you know, prevents you from doing a self examination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. which prevents you from all right, getting better and and not bringing the trauma to each relationship that you have, right. even if it's romantic or friendship. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just like and that. So I've been, I've been writing this book called The Two Noble Truths. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been writing it for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. And it deals with confronting the dark night of your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it deals with understanding that you have to face in order for you to get the experience in life that you feel like you deserve. Keywords in that is that you feel like you deserve. Mm-hmm. You you first must feel the demons inside of yourself and fight them. Yeah. Because if you have demons that you haven't conquered in your own soul, how can you expect growth from another person? Mm-hmm. Right. Listen, we're going to take a quick 2.2. and when I come back, we are going to continue on this topic. It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. And the number to dial is 516-531-9828, 516-531-9828. We'll be right back after this quick 2.2. Thank you, Tommy, on that drill shit. I said, respectfully. I'm off the yacht, got a lot on my mind Time is money, and if you don't get it, you're wasting my time After I fuck, she trying to cuff, bitch, you out of line Blowing my phone up, calling me crying, get off my line Cause I am a demon, long as I'm breathing, don't want your heart, you can keep it Bitches that tell you they love you, they scheming, capping, don't even mean it But I don't believe it. all of them trees, that's why I just fuck it and leave it I just stay loyal to money and music and all of the guys that I be with But back to the real, just bought me a vet, and still ain't signed to a deal Niggas be signed and broke, damn, can't even get out of your deal I'm paranoid, one hand on my gun, another hand on the wheel Don't like how he moving, tell him to chill, my head are ready to kill So stop all that tough shit, black, you only act for pill When I hit the bros up, niggas is sober, ready to drill No, I don't have to, but if I have to, fuck it, I will And all of them niggas you see me within, you see me with still The queen of my city, I am a big deal it's red life for life, but I fuck with the rips still. Black on my hips still. Okay. And when it come to this rat shit, I let my pen spill. 
they know I've been ill. Uh, hopping them V's, pockets on G's, I'm still good in the P's. Run up a dice game, who got the bait? I'm betting 20 to least. Full of the slide, her hand on my thigh, she full of brick in my jeans. Tell her, uh-uh, mama don't try, I got the stick in my jeans. Somebody feel, hit my DM, I had to leave on scene. If she not a regular bitch, but that don't mean nothing to me. But if you talk about money, then fuck it, cause that means something to me. You gotta get to the bag, fucking with me, fuck do you mean? on the plane, out with the gang, swing the land and slide. I hit up one of my hoes when I land, tell her to meet me at high. Foreign cars, big black trucks, we got them hammers inside. And all of my niggas on timing. Pussy just know that we got it. Some niggas was trying to rob me. My shooter, he cocked it and popped it. Niggas don't know my body. Who you thought you was lining? My guys leave you unconscious, dummy. That's not a threat, that's a promise. We see a man that's forward. Just know it's some niggas behind us. And it's some hitters beside us. And it's some hitters in front. And they pulled up, clip on donut, big drum, ready to dump. I swear this not what you want. Ten rounds, man down, fuck it, it's up. I ain't even see what happened. I'm just shipping my cup. Y'all be begging these hoes. Whenever I see them, they ready to fuck me. You can ask Mark if I'm capping. I told that nigga it's magic. Bringing them racks in. I'm about action. Ain't no chilling, relaxing. I've been restless, I've been investments, but I'm still killing this rap shit. Three things I hate, a lie your bills and paying my taxes. No time to play, can't cuff no chick, they all distractions. Never gonna broke up backwards. If I did it, I did what I had to. I just got back in my bag, you just put a half a meal in my stash too. Get it, fuck you talking about? Getting money respectfully. Niggas try to say, yo, yo, we bro, we need that OMA back, man. I said, okay, like, what you mean? This shit is nothing, man. I walk and I talk, man. Don't ever play with me like this, man. They used to tell me to do a drill beat, man. I said, fuck it, I'm going to do a drill beat, then. You know what I mean? It's Brooklyn. It's Red Life. What's free? What's free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. So my niggas, I need you. Do all the pain, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. 
Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. So my niggas, I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true Real life, what's Just a lad, I was cunning Just got a pad out in London I keep stacking my money I need a ladder by summer 8K shots, niggas ducking straight shots Been a top dog, that's before the K dots Cracking in 06, immaculate, show me ships Talking like you missed, disastrous on the strips Holding on your bitch, could've never sold you a brick With them people, you never been on the list Mona Lisa to me ain't nothing but a bitch Hanging pictures like niggas swinging from his dick We so different, you thought these didn't exist The Megalodon never seen on his wrist I'm from the south where they never make it this rich God is the greatest, but Satan been on his shit Walking the pavement, I pray I'm illuminated Over a decade and never nobody's favorite Body kilo go hand in hand like we gambling huff My amigo a million grams when we count them enough You was dead broke, I let you hold it back you paid for it, but I fuck around and stole the track. Screaming gang gang, now you wanna rap. Racketeering charges caught him on the tap. Looking for a bond, lawyers wanna tap. Purple hair, got them faggots on your back. Free. free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Through all the pain, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life, yeah, yeah. free. Fed investigations, heard they plying like I trapped. 20 million cash, they know I got that up for rap. Maybe it's the Michael Rubens or the Robert Kraft. Or the billionaire from Marcy in the way they got my back. Uh, see how I prevail and that they try to knock me back. Uh, lock me in the cell for all them nights and I won't snap. Uh, 250 is show and they still think I'm selling crack. Uh, when you bring my name up to the judge, you tell them facts. Tell them how we funding all these kids to go to college. Tell them how we teaching all these boys stopping violence. Trying to fix the system in the way that they designed it. I think they want me silent. Oh, say you can see. I don't feel like I'm free. Locked down in my cell, shackled from ankle to feet. Judge banging that gavel, turned me to slave from a king. Another day in the bing, I gotta hang from a string. Just for popping a willy, my people march to the city. From a cell to a chopper, you from the top of the city. You can tell how we rockin' soon as I pop up. We litty poppin' like bad boy in 94. Be poppin' and pity and niggas counting me out. Like my account ain't busy, that's 5 million 20. Sit up and count who I'm busy. Pay them 500,000, 100 round in the city. If we be finna rappin', I might just pop up with Drizzy like, what's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controllin' what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Through all the pain, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life was free. In the land of the free where the blacks enslaved. Three-fifths of a man, I believe, is the phrase. I'm 50% of Doucet and it's that free, yeah? 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat. Uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese, uh. Smokes, my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, no Michael and Prince, me and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince to your name, uh. I ain't one of these house niggas you bought My house like a resort My house bigger than yours My spot Come on, man My route better, of course We started without food in our mouth They gave us pork and pig intestines 
shit you discarded that we ingested. We made the project away. You came back, reinvested and gentrified it. Took niggas since the pride and the hot ass free. And them people stole the soul and hit niggas with three sixties. I ain't got a billion streams, got a billion dollars. Inflating numbers like we pole be happy about this. We was praising Billboard, but we were young. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? To this day, Grandma, I'm afraid what I might say. They gonna have to kill me, Grandmama, I'm not their slave. <laughs> Check out the bazaar, rapping style used by me. The HOV, look at my hair free, carefree. Niggas ain't nair free, enjoy your chance. What you put your name in the hairpiece? I survived the hood, can't no shot come rob me. My account's so good, I'm practically living tax free. Factory, that's me. Sold drugs, got away, got free. That's a C, C, E, copy. Kill free, steal me, and expect me to not feel away. To this day, you would say, y'all kill me. Sucker free, no shucking me. I don't job turkey. Say happy Thanksgiving shit, sound like a murder to me. Smoke free, all of y'all. Calling out toll free. Label rob you for millions, yet you wanna put a hole in me. Sugar free, season, but I'm soft free. You lay a hand on hold my shooter, shoot for free. I promise World War Three. Send an order through a hand speed. Kill you in 24 hours, the shorter you can't ignore the hand speed. On guard, it's off the head, it's improv, but it's no comedy. Son, I fell, hell no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, and I am here with my two illustrious co-hosts. Hey everybody, it's Mr. Grantastic, your boy, a.k.a. The Professor, a.k.a. Negro Suave, a.k.a. Can you chew woo-woo in season two? And my other illustrious co-host. Uh, I.A. I have an internal audience, a.k.a. internal audience. A.K.A. I'm still working on this. If you want to call into the show, if you want to call into the show and talk about how you have been toxic in relationships, the number to dial is 516-531-9828. Tonight's topic on the show is help. I still have unhealed trauma that I've brought into my new relationship. The number to dial is 516-531-9828. Quiet store. Succulent ribs and back rubs. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching via Facebook, YouTube, if you're listening via Apple, uh, podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, and the other three or four platforms we're streaming on right now, please call the number to dial five one six five three one nine eight two eight five one six five three one nine eight two eight. Help! I still have unhealed trauma that I have brought into my new relationship. Have you ever dealt with someone that was so someone who was so delusional about their triggers or who they really are? I hey, have you ever dealt with a man who was so delusional about who they are? <laughs> I feel like this is a really easy ass question. <laughs> this is unfair. Like, I mean, this on. is the point I'm asking you. This come is why I'm asking it. No, but seriously, because I, I, out of all the relationships you've been in, in in your life, I'm pretty sure you've had a guy who wasn't perfect, but at least he was 
himself. Yeah. Have you been in a relationship where the guy was so delusional that even after exposing himself, putting the mirror in front of him, he did not know how to reassess reality? Talk to us. Uh, Absolutely. Um, In fact, he got mad and put me on silent treatment after the mirror was held up. So that is... um, that's actually not that is a beta male but yeah yeah it yeah, actually happens that actually happens very often wow yeah. wow i mean we like we said it's very hard to face yourself it's like going through the trauma twice but to like it, it's one thing to be like i can pretend to myself and hope nobody catches it but to have someone say hey i caught you i see you yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like whoa wait so if that man were to was to respond to you in a way where he was like, okay, I rec- thank you for calling it out. I recognize that I'm a fraud. Help me not to be that. Would you have stayed and helped him? Him in particular? No, I didn't like him, but um, you know what I mean? I tried, my nigga. I don't know who you are, like, but if you're listening, I just was- need you to go to your nearest Walmart, go past electronics, make a left to support the good. Cop you a shotgun, shoot yourself. I okay, mean, it's 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 better to be liked than love. I think when it comes to a relationship, if you're not liked in a relationship, she's not saying. Wow. You think he's gonna say if he doesn't like her? I mean, it's a, okay. I don't know. I don't have. You know, I'm not. I'm not him. But I will say, like, yeah. If you're not liked, I would say probably two ways. If you're not liked. It's hard yeah. to say in that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's when you love each other and hate each other in the moment, you'll. Even if you hate each other, you'll stick it out. But if yeah, you don't like yeah. each other, yeah, there are yeah, moments where me and my wife are getting to it. I'm like, oh, I can't stand her. But if you leave, you go have a situation on your hands right. because I. There are t- This is how you know you're really meant to be with someone is when they're a necessary evil. Yeah. When they're the the absolute good that you need, but they're also the necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Bane was the necessary evil that Gotham needed mm-hmm. to for Gotham to understand you're too spoiled. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. treating the people that you oppress the right way. There needs to be a balance. Correct. So Batman was a symbol that supported the system. Mm-hmm. Bane was a symbol of the oppressed people. Mm-hmm. So he brought a balance to what was going on. Mm-hmm. In relationships, Mr. Grantastic, mm-hmm. all throughout your life, shout out to your wife. Mm-hmm. I love her. That's my sister. I fight for her. I die for her. So I'm asking this from an intellectual perspective. Gotcha. Um, has there been relationships that you've known of or been in where the person was so delusional that when you try to bring a balance to their delusion, they kick back at you. Yes, definitely. Talk yes. to me. Definitely experienced one of those. Um, and I think what sometimes, cause especially in talking to Zoe, so you're right, like talking to Zoe definitely was a blessing, right? So we're talking about like the social aspect of dealing with relationships and things of that nature and the spiritual. Um, so, but the so, social side sometimes really implements different roles and boundaries to, you know, whomever that's in a relationship. 
So sometimes I notice for, for certain women when they get told narrative, it's hard for them to think otherwise than that. Because for the most part, only niggas can be shit in most relationships, mm-hmm. not women. Um, and they can be shit as well. Mm-hmm. But that the moments where it's like you are selfish, you are self-destructing, you use people, you manipulate people, when I when you actually see that and it's like, hey, this is what's going on, this is some bad behavior, there's been moments where it's still backlash of this, like, well, you can't tell me, like, you're trying to oppress me as a woman if you're telling me I'm to blah, 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 blah. Right. To which is, like, I'm not saying that, I, like, I'm just reflecting what you are showing right. and you're projecting. So I've gotten hit with that a few times where it's like, oh, you know, like, only niggas can be shit, you know, it's like, it's not women's fault and stuff like that. And I was like, nah, you, you, you evil, you manipulative, you are taking advantage of people, you're taking advantage of children. It's like, yo, you, you did wrong. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just in the socialization of our relationship sometimes. I think, like, men are definitely can be delusional because, it's like, we just don't want to accept it. But it's told to women, like, it's not really your fault most of the time. Yeah. It's actually the man's fault most of the time. So when it is a woman's fault, sometimes it's difficult to talk and express that in a way that's, like, actually accepted. So I'm oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. So you mean to tell me that society has built a system in a way where men can talk and express themselves? Uh, we try and get to that point. But, or um, are you saying that that's what real niggas do? That's just what real niggas do. But the problem is, is that when you've only heard the phrase, like, niggas ain't shit, they don't communicate. Yeah. You, so you take that, and then you, so when your reflection comes to your turn, yeah. you yeah. can't accept that because you're still falling back on the narrative. So like, it's only men. So can, so can I have a transparent moment on the show right yeah. now? Yes, sir. I have unhealed trauma that I've run into my marriage. Because I'm still fighting today. Mm-hmm. I had a chick that I was dealing with in my past that I thought was loyal. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I thought was loyal. I thought had my back. This was in my BC days. This was in my days before I became spiritually enlightened and was on the path that I'm on today. Mm-hmm. And so this was when I was really like, that street dude. I was that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was the person people called to get rid of the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I was that guy. And it's crazy because when I think about that, I'm like, dang, I was crazy because, um, nigga, if this person called me today, anyway, um, <laughs> um, man, I thought this chick was so loyal. And then I saw a video. Now, mind you, this is 0405. Mm-hmm. So for someone to have a video on 0405, it was rare. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you had the joint slapped on like this mm-hmm. or the tripod joint yeah. where you had to zoom in and the quality was still hard. But I had a video of my chick getting gangbanged by... Niggas I was beefing with. And I'm talking about these niggas shot up my car while I was in the car. And she knew this. That sound was right. He was like, he's 
and 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 still to this day let me let me set the record straight first and foremost cuz i'm talking about the insecurities within myself mm-hmm. i'm not talking about anything that my wife presented to me mm-hmm. i'm not talking about no red flags that i felt i'm talking about insecurities within my i'm talking about unhealed trauma that i brought into my marriage and that is loyalty and respect mm-hmm. i had to learn throughout the years that my wife challenging me isn't her disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. I think I got to grasp grasp the reality of that maybe like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I grasped that, I realized that this is one woman that really got my back. It took a while. It took eight years for me to figure that out because when I gave my heart to women in the past, Mm -hmm. they used my status as a come up Mm -hmm. instead of cherishing my heart. Mm -hmm. And so when I came into a relationship where because when my wife met me when my wife met me I had groupies and she'll tell you one day I'm gonna have her on the show like right <laughs> next to me so she can tell this story like no cap like for real I had groupies and she didn't love me or even like me because of my status she liked me because of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the pop. I'm talking about, like, stuff that even my closest brothers don't know. Mm -hmm. She loves that part of me. Mm -hmm. She loves the darkness of my soul. Mm -hmm. How can I betray such a love when someone has seen your unhealed trauma and don't blast you to the world? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. That's what niggas would give their life for, but niggas don't have the discipline to pursue. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Out of all the immature stuff I've ever done, at least I had the maturity to understand that I could pursue a woman who's able to see the darkness in my soul and be loyal to her. Mm I've had people assassinate my character. I've I've had I've had people spread rumors. I've even fallen short emotionally when it comes to being loyal to my wife. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, not physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. And working through all that to still have her have my back. That is the greatest gift a nigga can have in his life. And for me to still have unhealed trauma in my life, I realized that the only way that I can push past my own darkness is for her to be by my side. I'm trying to get niggas to understand 
And when I say niggas, that's not ethnicity. That's just slang because I I can't get that word out of my mouth. But I'm trying to get men and women to understand that sometimes it's not about getting what society say you should have. Mm-hmm. That's it's about aspect, yeah. yeah, that social aspect. Mm-hmm. It's about getting what you actually need and cherishing that in the moment you you receive it. Mm-hmm. Yo, legit. Me and my wife run several businesses. We got five kids. I'm a community advocate. I'm a community activist, and I'm not just talking about in Maryland. I'm 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 nationwide with it. Um, mentor. Oh, I'm sorry, I degraded myself. I'm I'm internationally wide with it because I have works in Africa too. So let's true. let's not front like a nigga that have it in Jamaica and mm-hmm. Dubai. Let's not front like a nigga ain't doing work internationally. Mm-hmm. But despite all of that, I can save the world and lose myself is if it wasn't for someone willing to walk me through my unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. One of the one unhealed traumas that I have is when I, when I feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the projects where, and I grew up in an environment where if someone disrespects you, you handle it through violence. Mm-hmm. How can I handle being disrespected in a relationship with a female if I can't be violent? Now I have to learn conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now I have to learn how to communicate what I'm feeling but not express it through anger. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. this is stuff niggas don't talk about because mental health Mm -hmm. and dealing with trauma isn't something that niggas talk about when they gather. No. You see what I'm saying? I mean, my niggas do, but... Like, overall, that's that's not really prevalent in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we still... I mean, people are getting comfortable with therapy, but we're not, like... We're not at the point where everyone's just like you're like therapy and they're not like giving you a side eye. You know, we're just like, Oh, we're like you're actually trying to do something for your mental health. Right. Like we get into a point where we can address it, but there's still some stigmas against it. Um and I mean and 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 that's socially, economically as well, that's just like the reason why it's very important. But yeah, people gotta you gotta nail down and get that mental health. Uh, because you're bringing in your trauma into your relationships, man. Mm-hmm. It just never goes right after that point. Yeah, yeah. So, from a female's perspective, I what are some things that women carry as trauma but push on to the man as if he's doing something wrong? Mm. Well, as a woman, um, I would say that, you know, the most obvious and prevalent is, is daddy issues. And a lot of times we talk about daddy issues, meaning like daddy wasn't there or daddy was spotty and, and, and being present. But there's also daddies who are present and cause daddy issues. That's a whole mm. other topic. Mm. You know, there's, there's the daddy issues, the daddy being. No, no, no. But, we, but, but women need to hear this. So yeah. don't yeah. don't push it off. Talk about, elaborate on that. Yeah. We got time. Um, I think. You know, that's some, that's a topic I actually had over the weekend that, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, being good parents. And what is what is a good parent? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I think yeah. one thing for sure, for sure, for sure is 
in order to be a good parent, you got to be a good or whole, I, I'll I, I take good out of it. Oh, be as whole as you can. Be as healed as you can. Like, mm-hmm. because what you think is not bleeding onto your kids, like if you're bleeding, you're bleeding onto those children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not yeah, a real fact. Yeah. So I think there's daddy issues on both sides. There's the non-present daddy and then there's the present daddy. So there's daddy issues that a lot of yeah. women have. Mm-hmm. Um, Men too. Men, men do too. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I hear like, I, and I'm not saying that to discredit right. the women's struggle. Right, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's yeah. funny you say that because a lot of times you hear it highlight. Like she got daddy issues. I'm like that same daddy. If you was in the household with me, affected you too. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. Talk about talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then there's also the, um, you know, the experiences like women have issues from other women. Um, so there. We're gonna go there. It is it is a patriarchal world, so there is there's a lot of competition from vying for that that masculine validity, right? And mm-hmm. so there's the trauma. I've heard of some really terrible stories of what women did to you know each other growing up as, as young girls. Yeah. Um. Then there's the trauma, of course, that you, you go on with with meeting someone and dating, and there's yeah. a lot of trauma in yeah. dating. Mm-hmm. Um, dating can be a very painful experience. And yeah. So a lot of people yeah. carry that. I and swear I wish I only dated my wife. I swear I do. Like, out of all the relationships I've been in, like, no cap. Like, I wish I just would have just stayed and just virgin and just been with my wife. And that was it. It's painful go ahead. for both sides. It, it yeah. really is. It's painful for both sides. And, and there is this entitlement, I think, on both sides that, hey... I dealt with this, and so I'm testing you. I'm making sure that you're not. Ooh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Are, like, because I haven't went through trauma, I have to check myself, but I'm I'm allowed to be put through the ringer because of what the last one did that she didn't resolve from. So are you saying that some of the tests that we put people through to see if they're worthy to be our spouse is based upon unhealed trauma. A hundred percent. It's it's a it's a toxicity. It's yeah. an unresolved thing. It's a it's right. it's fear based. It's yeah. not it's not faith based. <laughs> yeah. It's not love based. Wow. Yeah. There's two real emotions. It's fear and love, and it's it's most definitely from a, a source. Wow. A fear source. Wow. Yeah. And the, and the one thing I want to add to that because that's the one thing of when this topic came up and we're thinking and like of course I'm an educator so I kind of think about things from the childhood perspective because I see kids you know, mature and grow. And I tell them often, I'm like, the crazy, the, the craziest part about being an educator is standing in front of the classroom and talking to the kids and seeing their parents' trauma on them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, in the classroom. Yeah. And, like, and sometimes you're like, oh, why are your kids acting like that? And you meet the parents, you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of things that are, like, childhood traumas that we bring into adulthood yeah. that we don't handle that ends up we then we bring that into our relationship. Yeah. Sometimes the trauma isn't even what you directly dealt with. Yeah. It comes from two places. Mm-hmm. Like because your parents were unresolved, mm-hmm. they had their trauma. You're really carrying your parents' trauma. Like you're not even you mm-hmm. didn't even directly yeah. deal with this, but you got this this chip on your shoulder, you got this mistrust that really came from your daddy or your mom because they mm-hmm. never The other the other place where some of this, this stuff that doesn't directly happen to you comes 
I'm going to just say it. Who you sleep with, you exchange that energy. Sometimes Facts. you are walking around Facts. with somebody else's trauma because you, you decide to lay with them and exchange that energy. That's and, that soul and, then, and, then yeah. the, and then the people that they slept with, so they slept with, let's keep it funky. People aren't keeping account. Let's say you 50, 100, 200. You might be walking around 200 people's unresolved stuff, throw up, vomit. Mm-hmm. If you've been a garbage Oh Open top disposal can for sperm. Okay. Oh my God. You are carrying <laughs> hundreds of men emotional distress. Fellas too. That's the other thing. Y'all want to the ladies. Box. The fellas are walking around with that energy. No, that's not. With that's their chest puffed out, acting like that's they're true. good. But the, the the sad part about it, because on the men's side, is like, so we can walk around with those other spiritual traumas of other people, people are applauding you. Yeah. Like, yo. They're, y'all getting celebrated th- for that, carrying people, you know. See, that's one dump. thing That's one thing I want to teach my sons. I got three sons. And one thing, I've been talking to my oldest about this, is, yo, if you dating, when you date, that nigga's only 11 years old. When you date, Date with the intention on keeping her. Yeah. Walking, and you have to understand, you have to evolve. People evolve. Mm-hmm. Even in, like, my marriage, my wife and I have evolved. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that I used to like that I don't like no more. And there's certain things that I dislike that I like now. Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. I have an old soul. Mm-hmm. I'm old school. Mm-hmm. There's certain things in the house that I like to be in certain orders right. that may not necessarily my wife like. And that's cool. And we, we go back and forth with it. And that's cool. I would rather go back and forth with someone that I know that's loyal and got my back versus going back and forth to someone that I know that if we get into a disagreement, she's going to go get some street work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But... I said all that because I'm trying to teach my sons that one thing that this generation has lost that is current in the world is that the woman is the prize. There are the possessions that you grasp. I've actually heard a lot of arguments that it's the opposite. And No, no, no. No, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I'm, I'm hearing more people talk about and actually, this is at work we were talking about this, yeah. where someone was like, actually, the man is the prize. And, and we were all just sat there but and But you like, see, Grant Ta- Mr. Grantastic, that's because beta males run the world right now. Mm-hmm. When alpha males ran the world, we understood that the woman... In fact, that the word... The, the, if people do the etymology of the word throne, it's actually a feminine word, which means in order for you to be a ruler, a pharaoh, a king... You had to have the approval of a woman who was already in an authoritative space. Mm-hmm. The queen. You cannot reign unless the queen accepts you as the king, as the pharaoh. So these beta male niggas who are operating the world society right now, mm-hmm. the niggas who've been bullied their entire life, which is why there's such a great anti-bully movement mm-hmm. going on. These niggas who... Buttholes are loose, which is why there's so much 
freedom for faggots to go along. Wow. Go along. Um, that type of stuff yeah. has been tolerated to where I'm looked at as being wrong because I don't want to photograph your gay marriage. Mm. When I thought we all had a choice of how we operate our business. Mm. But anyway, you're forcing your lifestyle on me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I said all that to say because these beta males have taken over society because alpha males was worried about surviving while the beta males were getting coddled and pushed through social norms. Mm-hmm. Um, they've arrived at a level of authority without the experience to operate in their role. When alpha males have been through so much trauma in their life that once they go to that specific place of authority, they understand not to overlord it mm-hmm. on other people. Um, but because the people who've been bullied in the in the world mm-hmm. are, I mean, just think about the, the people who stormed the Capitol. Mm. Right. You have white privilege. Why the hell are you storming the Capitol? <laughs> That's some real just, delusional just, stuff, though. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, like the mere the, fact that you guys can like walk out after storming the Capitol is just if you don't know right. that privilege. I mean, I mean, come on now. I saw I mean, something where um one of the activists for Black Lives Matter had a million dollar bond. And the one who stole uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, laptop and was going to sell it to the Russians got mm-hmm. to go home because her mom was going to escort her out. Mm-hmm. If that's not privilege, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like, I remember getting beat up. I was 17 years old. And this wasn't the first time, but I was just talking about this experience. I was 17 years old, and I remember getting beat up by police walking down the street in my project area because I had a bag of Doritos and the police officer said I fit the description of someone who robbed a gas station. Mind you, the neighborhood I was in was called Robin Hood and the gas station was at the top of Robin Hood and Robin Hood was a one way in, one way out. Still is to this day. Mm-hmm. The gas station right there. I got a bag of Doritos, and I'm walking with a group of like five, six niggas. I'm the only one that fit the description, so you beat me up, and then you drive me to the rival neighborhood's territory and drop me off because I fit the description. You booked me for a weekend a month later on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You booked me for an entire, you booked me on that Friday, released me on that Monday because I fit the description of someone in PG County. Wow. But I'm in Anne Arundel County. I'm about to say, like, you know what I mean, niggas? Niggas galore. This is Wakanda. <laughs> this is a suburban, PG is a suburban Wakanda. Only Atlanta part, is the part city. Of, only part of PG, PG but, is Yeah, that's it. But to bring it back to the to the topic, mm-hmm. unhealed trauma says in a relationship that you're supposed to make me happy. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the reason why I smile. Mm-hmm. When all actuality, 
I'm supposed to smile because I have self confidence. Mm-hmm. What are y'all thoughts on that? That's all self esteem. Esteeming your mother. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, no, that definitely is very true. Um, I think people gotta really remove themselves for depending on people for their own happiness. Um, without able to do anything to grasp that for themselves. Uh, first of all, it is you. You're setting yourself up for failure. That's just number one. And it's very unrealistic because no one person has the uh, the strength and capacity to make one whole like unwhole person feel happy. That's just that's not it. Um, you can it could be like a vice. It could be you know happy for the moment. It could feel good, but it is not. No one person is going to be here to make you happy from life's traumas and everything you got to deal with on a daily. Um, that's definitely number one. I think number two is that we got to be um, a little more um, authentic and transparent for ourselves and go back, take a look at the root on what is making you unhappy. Why are you not happy in life? Um, and is, and you can't blame it on just the news anymore. Because people are always like, oh, you know, life is, there's stuff going on, they storm the Capitol, right. my life is ruined. It's like, it didn't have nothing to do with you specifically. Um, even if it does, whatever. But still, what in your life, what are you here for? What is your purpose? Mm. And I think so many times people are accepting the narrative that my purpose is just to be somebody's wife, somebody's husband, and like a parent. And that's it. And it's like, well, if that's it, then your life is going to suck because those things are not absolute. You're still relying on other people to I'm make yourself happy. I'm going to myself, bro, because I don't have a wife. Yo. <laughs> Do people say that? Yes. I know what nigga that said that. Yes. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and then and, and honestly, and the, the thing about it, it's on both sides because then you know even for women is that, and I know a lot of women who, and again, this is why I've been telling people like you know we gotta like really talk about what we are putting in our bodies because I'm seeing especially for black women an alarming rate of you know like breast cancer. Like different illnesses, infertility. Yeah. So it's like so, but the thing is, it's like everyone wants to be a parent. Like that's my life goal. But if it does not happen, what what is your life meaning after that moment? Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends who, at this point, if they can't have a baby, they're like, I am. My life is over. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, it's just, but it's still based off of somebody else. Your your happiness is still based off of somebody else. Right. Even if you create them, yeah. they're yeah. still based off of somebody else. Yeah. 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 Wow. I I'm trying to remember the exact because qu- I just got so attracted yeah. <laughs> Look, I was trying to pull through because I've learned how to do that when they start going. I just gotta like, I gotta keep one. I'm just sort of just... like, yeah, I I'll tell you, what was the question again? <laughs> so let me let me say this because we went over time a little yes. bit. Um, and I want to. Can I? Can I make? I do have a quote. I wrote this down for you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're talking about trauma tonight, um, and and I even heard you use some words, Mister. You know, Mister Chu. Did. I was like, okay, we all have them, right? So that being said, um, trauma teaches you to close your heart and armor up. Healing teaches you to open your heart and boundary up. Mm. So it is very, very. Ooh. 
That was you just showed his lap yourself? Very... It was this show that closest to her, and I it pulled it her way. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. show the redirect. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's very imperative that you, again, why why you harp on certain things. Ask yourself, why are you so, you know, I hear the term loyalty and, and you know, honesty. All of those things are really important, but why is that such a sore spot? Even like the ghost is like, yeah, you know, if we mess up, is she going to go out there and get some from somebody? Like, why is that yeah. the go-to? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. is that the go-to? That, to me, screams unhealed trauma. Talk. Fantastic. Final and, thought. And just one thing, I, I was just kind of going through things and talking about the trauma, and um, again, kind of going from the childhood aspect. There was this one thing of seven ways that childhood trauma can follow you into adulthood. So I want to just throw those out there real quick. Um, so the first one is like you can't remember much of your younger years. Because mm-hmm. um, actually, when I heard that, I was like, man, like especially like older generations that went through tremendous amount of trauma. So not like oh, someone says something a little bit racist now. You had a cross burned on your yard. Brick you seen people brick mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You seen people mm-hmm. hose down. People like mauled down by dogs. Mm-hmm. That generation, they can't really talk about their trauma. Yeah, because they seen yeah. the darkest, darkest part of the human soul. Yeah, um, and people also in the military who go off to war, it's hard for them to really kind of go back because mm-hmm. of that level of trauma. Yeah. So that's one thing you can't remember much of your younger years. Um, you find yourself in toxic relationships. That's number two. Mm-hmm. Um. So you uh, and kind of think about that. You get emotionally close relationships, um, but they're hard, but you very difficult for you to trust in them. Right. So you just kind of want people around, and you also mistake mistreatment for excitement. Mm. Chris Rock talked about that about mm, like having so... a boring relationship that's healthy. Ah! Hey. Oprah talked about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oprah talked a lot about yeah. how her and Stemmett almost didn't make it because she was bored. Yeah. She realized it was some trauma that she was Exactly. Oh. So some people think exciting relationships is just unpredictable. Yes. And Chris Rock's example is just like, you gave me crabs. It's like, that's unpredictable. So it's just like, <laughs> uh, so number three, um, you feel that you do not deserve love at all. Mm. Um, so you fear rejection or not being vulnerable. Um, the sad part about being in the dating part is just that rejection for anything you do is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you got to get over that. Number four, develop passive aggressiveness. Um, so, and this kind of goes from when you, do, you, um, you feel as if your emotional needs were never important mm-hmm. as a child. Um, so you, those passive aggressive, you're never direct. Uh, so that's number four. Number five, negative self-talk. Okay. That's a, that negative self-talk. You just keep going, you keep going, you keep going in your head and you never can accept anything positive or anything that can come in and change your mindset as well, because it's just your own narrative. Um, number six, you're always riding on an emotional roller coaster. Whoa, yeah, and yeah, and, and things can never be balanced. So yeah. it's, it's hard to even have like difficult, but cor- actually not difficult, courageous conversations. Mm-hmm. Every relationship has to have a courageous conversation. Yeah, and yeah. if you can't do it without going on the roller coasters, because that's why I think we reference to where our relationship as brothers hit a new plateau when we had that talk. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you keep talking about from your perspective. For mine, I was like, for me to be vulnerable and talk to you about that and say, yo, bro, this is my lane over here. I can't necessarily fight like this in your lane. And you yeah. were like, cool. That was one of the first times I could say that to a friend 
and not feel like I was emotionally punished because I knew where I was and who yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I was like, yo, my bro accepted me for yeah. who I am. Yeah. That, like, oh, so I know where I can be in this fight and that, with you. And that was because I had niggas who tried to front like they were something, but they really wasn't. Yeah. And I appreciated the honesty. Mm-hmm. So the honesty made me aware that you're a true brother because now I get to know your sphere of warfare mm-hmm. and I get to protect that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's what, to me, that's, and I always say this to you, and I know you got one more, mm-hmm. but I always say this to you, that that's the day that I knew you was really my brother. Mm-hmm. When you called me and said, yo, this is my realm of fight. Mm-hmm. I can't do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That's your level mm-hmm. of fight. And I was like, yo, that is some of the greatest stuff I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. If I don't cherish that kind of brother, then who am I? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I de- and I would say definitely I appreciate that because we didn't have to go on a roller coaster with that. Yeah, it no, was no, just no, no. Talking and yeah. acceptance is like, okay, now, all right, now we know how to work together. As yes, as. yes, and, yes. And that's the one thing of like not taking the trauma with you and any even in your friendships. Yeah. You don't always have to go through the roller coaster with everything. Um, and then the last number seven of just childhood trauma falling into adulthood. They give you the fact that you don't know who you are. Because of your childhood trauma, you may be trying to look and find yourself in other people or in wow. other things. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of goes back to how we end up in toxic relationships because you're, and, and Zoe spoke about this, even like when we parent, we're like, okay, I don't want to be like my mother, my father, so I'm going to parent you this way. Yeah. Not what, how am I going to parent this child? I'm just going ricocheting off of what other people have done or what they haven't done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's the one thing which, letting go on that trauma, you get to a space where you can not only kind of find what, who you are, but you actually create who you are. Wow. And I think people are looking for themselves so much, you got to create who you are and how you and your internal part. Whatever God put in you, your talent, yeah. you got to create that and make that happen. Yeah. You don't have to go and like, oh, okay, those people look cool over there because that's what we do in high school. They look cool. They dress like this. I want to get with them. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And that's what, and, and we tell kids, like, you got to find who you are, find who you are. But they're actually looking externally mm. when they're finding. Mm-hmm. It's just like, who did God make you to be? Mm-hmm. Create that and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just want to put that yeah. out there. So... Let me give my final thoughts for today, tonight's show and top it off. I want to say first, I enjoyed this discussion. I think we should do part two. I, I agree. I agree. Next, this is next show. So mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's com- I think complex. we should turn it into a series. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover this for the next couple of episodes. Um. I also want to say this. Um, I know we went over time and things like that, but I want to say this, that one of the unhealed traumas that someone like myself deal with is the fact that we know our end, but we don't know how to respond in the middle. Mm. <laughs> like when I began my journey on spiritual enlightenment and 
consciousness and knowing who I really am and my people and that 95% of the Africans that were enslaved and brought over to what we call now the United States of America were actually the original Hebrews and the Ashkenazi Jews over in Israel were placed there strategically. Um, The Khazarians who were placed there strategically um, to steal the identity of a people and so forth and so on, and now they rule the world, they rule Hollywood, they rule politics, um, they rule the media, and so forth and so on. But the African Americans are actually the original Hebrews, and um, specifically from three tribes of the Israelites. Um, The other... um, Nine tribes are scattered abroad as well, but mostly are in Africa because the identity has been stolen so much. We think that Ashkenazi white people um, are Israelites, but they're not. Actually, the African-American is the tribe of Judah. That's a whole other story. We're dropping books and education and historical documents to prove that. Um which is why America still pays reparation to Israel, um, but are afraid to pay it to real black. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I said all that to say that one of the unhealed traumas that I deal with is the fact that I look for loyalty from the people around me because at the end of the day, I'm afraid to die alone. And out of everything, I'm not talking about leaving my family. I'm not talking about my children, my wife, my mother, father, and none of that. My biggest fear is that I get assassinated by this government and over 50, 60 years, my name becomes forgotten. And that is an unhealed trauma that I have to deal with until that day comes. Mm -hmm. And I say it's an unhealed trauma because the work that I've done in the black community will actually resonate for hundreds of years. I don't speak on a lot that I've done. I don't celebrate a lot that I've done. From mentoring to clothing people to feeding people to giving people information to access certain technology to strengthen their family, to helping black men not commit certain crimes that would throw them in jail because they're angry at another black man, to providing a platform for other people to grow and become who they are, from helping organize peaceful protests at the government and the military has turned to unrest like Ferguson and Baltimore. I remember me and Dr. Umar Johnson standing in Baltimore and I literally told them to stop and they followed me to the downtown Baltimore Cultural Arts Center. Me and Dr. Umar Johnson who I don't speak to to this day because we had a falling out. But me and Dr. Umar Johnson had a town hall meeting with the people in Baltimore about what 
actually was going on during the riots. So niggas that cherish Freddie Gray, I remember shaking this nigga's hand. <laughs> like, stuff like that to being around people who don't respect who you really are but still loving them at the capacity because you know that that's the only way that they can view you. That thing that Jesus said in the scriptures that I can't do many works here because y'all just think I'm the carpenter's son. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I have to deal with that. And I knew that coming back to Maryland because I moved back in 2013. I left in 2007. I moved back in 2013. And I knew I was going to have to face that. But facing that and still being here in 2021, realizing that a lot of people who are saying, man, you're doing great things. Nigga, I was doing that before I came back to Maryland. Mm -hmm. I've been the same nigga since 2007 when I left. When I left and, and got myself together, I've been that same nigga the whole time. You're just now being open to accept who I really am. Mm -hmm. And even still, you're not honoring me in a way that I feel like I should be honored because niggas who are not close to me see me and say, dang, you should be here with the honor around you. And I'm talking about giants and pillars in the community. I'm talking about the Tamika Mallards. I'm talking about the Riza Islams. I'm talking about I'm not going to keep name job. I'm talking about a bunch of people who encourage me to keep going. But what, and, and, and I accept their encouragement, and I know their words to be true. One of the unhealed traumas that I deal with is the fact of, man, you know what? Is this person going to be loyal to me? Is this person going to respect me? But guess where I got that unhealed trauma from? That was passed down through the blood that runs in my veins. Mm -hmm. Because my ancestors were enslaved. Mm -hmm. See, I know my heritage. I know I come from a warrior race. I come from a tribe that were called the Black Lions, where the, where the Black Lions would take their seven-year-old and throw them and make them fight lions in Africa. And the, and the seven-year-old will conquer that lion and come back with the fur of that lion on their shoulders. I understand where I come from, that specific tribe of Judah. Mm -hmm. I get it. And I understand things, trauma has been passed down through the blood to who I really am today. How can I conquer this unhealed trauma? The way that I conquer it is being transparent about my emotional makeup to the people that are closest to me. For them to see me get emotional. For them to see me have mental battles. For them to see me have my low moments. And for them to praise me when I have my high moments. But you know the great thing about processing unhealed trauma is this. For me, I never saw my unhealed trauma until I got the praise. It was the applause and the awards of, that people were giving me that made me realize 
wait a minute. There's a scripture that says that woe to, to the man that receives praise from other men. It's always stuck with me. So why are you celebrating? What have I done to receive the celebration? Now, that makes me look in the mirror and say, what can you in turn see in me that is a weakness that you can defame me from? Now I have to self-examine, and now I have to get rid of the demons in me so that other people can't use it against me. That's unhealed trauma. Mm -hmm. When you have a William (laughs) in your Black Panther Party Mm -hmm. and your Fred Hampton, Mm -hmm. that's a trauma when you're Malcolm X and you're so loyal to the teachings of your leader, but your leader not understand you fully and take your good intentions as disrespect Mm -hmm. and banish you from the very thing that saved your life. That unhealed trauma is passed in my blood. I don't want to pass that to my children. So in order for me to be the right man for my children, I have to confront my unhealed trauma. Ladies and gentlemen, part two is coming next week. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. And I'm glad that I have the co-hosts that I have. Mr. Grantastic, Miss IA. Listen, you can find us on all social media platforms, True Radio, all streaming platforms, True Radio. And we will see you next week. Deuces. Been a lucky animal with these cameras all in my grill. Flashing lights, flashing lights. You got me pity, 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 baby. I want you. Can't keep your eyes off my pity, daddy. I want you. Drunken Saying how the hell did this shit happen over?
Y'all reach these heights. You gon' need G3. Four, five, six flights. 